0: apologies for the delay another week with only one episode instead of two uh COVID is getting the best of us a little bit over here making it a little tough to take extended uh time talking and especially very tough to do when uh you're talking by yourself on these episodes but welcome to fantasy and where to find them uh i am your co or your host uh kyle Ranny. Still looking to nail down who the two co-hosts will be. Hopefully, we'll have that nailed down by next week. But we will discuss this week, uh, the week that was Super Wildcard Weekend. And for daily fantasy purposes, and or if you are in a fantasy playoff league, um, matchups we really like slash don't like this week. We'll get it started, though. We'll talk about the Wildcard Weekend starting Saturday afternoon here. The Bengals and the Raiders. Bengals beat the Raiders to advance twenty-six to nineteen. Uh, a bit of a concern here. A, a, a lot of controversy around this game as there was a quote-unquote phantom whistle that happened in the game, uh, allowed Kansas City as they're saying or as they're saying allowed Cincinnati to score a touchdown. There, I don't know as much if uh, you want to call it that. The ball was out of his hands before the route was being ran, and then the caught it after the whistle that's the big concern there but nonetheless the Bengals beat them Uh, Derek Carr goes at 29 of 54 310 yards one touchdown one pick Josh Jacobs 83 yards rushing Darren Waller leads away seven of 76 yards receiving the Bengals on the other hand Joe Burrow 24 of 34 244 yards two touchdowns Joe Mixon 48 yards on the ground Jamar Chase, 9 of 116. CJ Ozuma, 6 of 64 and a touch. Uh, the Saturday night game. The Buffalo Bills beat the New England Patriots 47-17. Uh, breakout day here for Dawson Knox, a team that was very tough against tight end all year. Dawson Knox proves the Patriots wrong. New England Patriots stat line, Mac Jones, 24 of 38. 232 yards, 2 touchdowns, 2 picks. Damian Harris, 9 rushes, 30 yards. Ramondre Stevenson, 8 of 27. Kendrick Bourne, 7 of 77 and 2 touchdowns. Jacoby Meyer, 6 of 40. The Bills, on the other hand, Josh Allen, 21 of 25, 308 yards, 5 passing touchdowns. Devin Singletary, 81 yards on the ground, 2 rushing touchdowns. Josh Allen, 6 rushes, 66 yards. Dawson Knox, 5 catches, 89 yards, and 2 touchdowns. Stephon Diggs, 3 of 60. Isaiah McKenzie, 3 of 45, and adds 29 yards on 3 rushes. The Sunday slate of games here, the Philadelphia Eagles, Tampa Buccaneers, Buccaneers throttle the Eagles 31 to 15 on the backs of Gio Bernard for Tampa, Uh, Philadelphia, Jalen Hurts, 23 of 43, 258 yards, one touchdown, two picks, leads the way rushing, 39 yards on the ground as well, Dallas Goddard, 6 of 92 yards receiving, Devonta Smith, 4 of 60, Kenny Gainwell, 5 of 49, and a touchdown receiving wise for him, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Tom Brady, 29 of 37, 271 yards, two touchdowns, Kayshawn Vaughn, Uh, 53 yards on the ground and a touchdown. Gio Bernard, 44 yards on the ground and a touchdown. Adds an additional five catches for 39 yards. Mike Evans, 9 of 117 and a touch. Rob Gronkowski, 5 of 31 and a touch. The Sunday Sunday evening game, the 49ers and the Dallas Cowboys. The Niners beat the Cowboys 23-17 on a bit of a bizarre play call here as the clock is winding down and Dak Prescott takes the QB Keeper for 14 yards up the gut, uh, runs out of time, runs into the ref who's trying to stop the clock, and the Cowboys lose the game. Jim Garoppolo 16 of 25, 172 yards, one interception. Elijah Mitchell, 72 rushes, 96 yards, and a touchdown. Debo Samuel, 10 of 72 and a touch, rushing, 3 of 38 receiving. Brandon Oak leads the way, 5 of 66 receiving. The Dallas Cowboys, on the other hand, Dak Prescott, 23 of 43, 254 yards, one touchdown, one pick. Zeke Elliott, 31 yards on the ground. Dak Prescott, 27 yards rushing and a touchdown. Dalton Schultz leads away 7 of 89 yards. Amari Cooper, 6 of 64 and a touch. CeeDee Lamb finishes off what was a good start to his year, ice cold, 1 of 21. Sunday night, Kansas City, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh travels to Arrowhead, uh, and that's... Really, all that they did, they lose the game forty-two to twenty-one. Ben Roethlisberger, twenty-nine completions, forty-four yards, two hundred and fifteen yards passing, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. Najee Harris, twenty-nine yards rushing. Um, he definitely finished the year injured. We saw that in the week eighteen game when they needed to get in, he barely played. Deontay Johnson, five of thirty-four and a touch. James Washington, two of thirty-seven and a touch. The Chiefs, on the other hand, Patrick Mahomes, 30 of 39, 404 yards, f- uh, five passing touchdowns, one pick. Travis Kelsey, one of one, two yards in a touchdown. Jerick McKinnon, 61 yards on the ground, six of 81 in a touchdown through the air. Travis Kelsey, five of 108, one touchdown. Drake Hill, five of 57 in a touchdown. Byron Pringle, five of 37, two touchdowns. An intriguing game if you're a Chiefs fan. Uh, let's see if they can keep that up this week as Buffalo comes to Arrowhead. The last game of Wildcard Weekend, uh, the Arizona Cardinals, who started the year so, so hot, uh, they they forgot to even board a flight. They lose to the Rams 34-11. to Kyler Murray, 19 of 34, 137 yards, two interceptions. Chase Edmonds, 28 yards on the ground. James Conner, 19 yards on the ground with a touchdown. Christian Kirk, 6 of 51. Rondell Moore, 5 of 32. anno Benjamin, 4, 8 yards rushing, 2 of 26 receiving. The Rams, Matt Stafford, 13 of 17, 202 yards, 2 touchdowns. Uh, Sonny Michelle, 13 rushes, 58 yards on the ground. Cam Aker, 17 rushes, 55 yards. He had a huge rush called back on an injury for Buda Baker. Cooper Cup five of sixty-one, one touchdown. OBJ five or four of fifty-four and a touchdown. Tyler Higby three of forty-six. An interesting weekend, nonetheless, uh, for the wild card rounds. The big issue, the big, the big touch here is where we go from here. Most of what we're dealing with here going forward, you get to play around with f- an entire weekend. You only get four games. Your final eight teams are alive. Let's break it down. We're going to talk about players we like, players we don't like. I'm actually going to break down the full slate here. Let me get into an open lineup here. We're going to talk Saturday, Sunday, the late swap edition here. We'll start it out here at quarterback. Quarterback. Uh, we'll, we'll, go from the bottom up. Your, your lowest cheapest quarterback in daily fantasy is going to be Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, the Packers are definitely missing parts, but you don't necessarily th- want to do that, especially for the cost at any given point. Trey Lance is looming over his head. Ryan Tannehill cheap. It's not a bad thing that he's cheap. The, the Bengals have a bad offense or bad defense. I can see that game being an absolute shootout for the 7,300 Tannehill's not a bad play this week definitely um a bit riskier. He hasn't done much as of late. The to the Texans game being the anomaly here uh with 27 points, but prior to that from week pff, from week 17 to week 13, I believe it was, he failed to score over 17 points in a daily fantasy setting. I think he's got a better chance of scoring over 20 this week. The the Mount on the board, there is worth it. I do like that. Um, but if you're not looking to go that, I mean, you're two lower options here, Tannehill and Stafford. Stafford has the ability, yes, he hasn't seen as much lately. He was able to still put up 25 points in fantasy last week with only 13, uh, or 13 completions. He had that swing at the back half of the year where he did not look good. He's still throwing interceptions. He shouldn't be since week... Since week 15, he has thrown a grand total of eight picks. Stafford's going to be somebody that, especially against Tampa, I feel like they can get to early and often. The next cheapest 7,700, Joe Burrow. The Titans, in fantasy aspects here, they're saying they are number six against the quarterback. I'm not buying that. Um, Burrow already played, balled out this year. He had 17 points last week. He finished the year with 38 and 34. I think Joe Burrow as a cheap buy here at 7,700 is a very, very worthy FanDuel or DraftKings experience. Tom Brady's got the Rams. The Rams have been very tough. We saw that last week. Um, the Rams shut down and did not allow much to Kyler Murray, who's a bit more mobile. Brady, yeah, he's he's been up and down. The Saints game, he only had five points. Carolina game, he had 14. He had 27 and 25 down the season out, the Jets and the Panthers. Then he goes on to have only 18 last week against Philly. Uh, he threw the ball 37 times, only had 271 yards to show for it with two touchdowns. Brady's your middle-of-the-road guy. He's, I think everyone's going to have him, and it's going to be a high ownership because of his name this week, but I don't necessarily know I trust it. Aaron Rodgers, he's the next guy on the list. He's 8,400. Um... The 49ers have been very sharp. I don't necessarily think it'll be the same this week. I think the Packers are going to come out swinging. We know that's that the the secondary there is not as strong as they'd like it in San Fran. Devontae Adams is going to feast. So I think Aaron Rodgers is worth it. I don't know if he's going to be worth that over $8,000 price range. Pat Mahomes against Buffalo. This is a tough game. We saw Mac Jones not be able to score, but not at will. I don't think you're going to see Patrick Mahomes have five touchdowns. I don't think you're going to see Patrick Mahomes have three passing touchdowns. You may have three combined, but I don't think he's worth your 8,500 this week. I think that's that's a guy you definitely avoid. Uh, Josh Allen, on the other hand, he's a guy who has not gone below 20 points on FanDuel since the New England game in which he threw a 50% completion percentage and 50 mile per hour wins. He is hitting his stride, and he faces New England or uh, Kansas City, who's 30th against it. It's definitely going to be something we have to take a look for here. I'm not necessarily thinking that it's worth the flyer, or that he's worth I think he is worth the flyer, shall I say. Sorry. Um, I think Josh Allen's going to be well worth your price point if you can afford him. He's by far the highest guy. He's $300 more than Pat Mahomes. Holmes. But that offense is running on all cylinders, finally. I'm going Josh Allen this week. Um, I do like... Burrow and Tannehill, though, is low-end flexes. You're running backs. Derrick Henry is $9,000. Avoid him. I'm I'm getting rid of him. I don't want any part of that. I'm trying to disappear from that at all costs. Um, Everyone's going to try to squeeze him in. We saw what he did in the regular season when he was healthy. Granted, yes, the KC game, he only had 15 points. But from Buffalo down, it was hard-pressed to see him do much less than hanging 20 points in fantasy. Uh, that being said, Kansas City, or Cincinnati's a team that's easy to run on. That doesn't mean they're going to guarantee to run with Derrick Henry. He's coming off foot injury. Yes, you're going to get the whistle wet. You're going to let him try. But if they're in command, they're not going to run the ball heavy to him. They're going to get that ball into Deontay Foreman's hand. I don't like the price point for what the... I think the floor is much lower than the ceiling that you're expecting. Um... Joe Mixon, number two on here, 7,800. I'm avoiding it. I've liked Mixon all year, but I think truthfully you're looking at Joe Mixon in the sense that, te- that Tennessee is out of the game and buried. If Tennessee is out of the game and buried, and also they're very tough against the run, they're going to force the ball to Joe Mixon. If Tennessee and Cincinnati are in a shootout, they're going to make Joe Burrow win that game. So I think for the week you can you can rest on Mixon. You don't got to worry about it. Aaron Jones is number three on this list, 7,500. He's worth it. He's cheap enough. Uh, he's put over 10 points a game since the Chicago game. The concern is who's the hot hand? Because we know that they like the timeshare between Jones and Dylan. Dylan is quite a bit cheaper. Uh, Elijah Mitchell, next on this list, 7,300. When he's healthy, he's been red hot. Uh, The Rams game, obviously, being a bit of an anomaly. He was just coming off, though, missing quite a bit of time. He only saw eight points that game. Outside of that, though, he's been above 15 in four of five. He's been above 20 in two of five. Mitchell's got the hot hand, but again, it's... They're going to put the ball into Debo's hand. You know that. If they're winning... And they're all big, which I don't see happening. Mitchell's worth it. I don't necessarily love the play of Elijah Mitchell, though. Um, Devin Singletary, the next guy on this list, that's a guy I'm putting in the lineup. He has been over 22 points the last three games, including against New England, who's been tough. He has scored seven touchdowns in the last five weeks. He's been over 15 points in each of the last five weeks. He's been one of the highest-scoring fantasy players, and they keep sleeping on him. Kansas City's 20th against the run, and Devin Singletary has been able to get plays through the air as well. Um, Devin Singletary to me has to be a lock on Daily Fantasy this week. Your next guy on this list, Leonard Fournette. Um I like Fournette's ability. The Rams are a bit tougher. I liked him more last week. Uh with it being the Rams who've been one of the tougher matchups here, uh being fourth in the league against the running back. I think I'm am I'm gonna I'm gonna hold off on Fournette this week. Um, not a fully healthy Fournette for the $7,000 mark. I'm guy, I, I don't need, uh, AJ Dillon, we already discussed the hot hand strategy might be worth going with. He had some points last or er, in, in the game against Detroit. He had 21 in the game against Minnesota. He was the hot hand. He had 10 in the game against Baltimore and that was only touchdown dependent. Um, 6,100 is well worth your, your bang for your buck. Jerick McKinnon is your next guy on the list. Uh, he had 23 points last week. He had 12 this week. You can sell on him. He's probably not going to be the guy. They're saying Clyde edwards Slayer's is the next guy out. But then again, Clyde edwards Slayer, I'm not jumping to buy on him either. He he got hurt the first game against Buffalo, so there's no stats to prove on that. He comes back to the Dallas game. He he plays one game, and I think they go to buy. He plays Denver, LA, LA, uh, and then he gets banged up again. He's not been afforded a great line of health this year. I think they're going to really have to throw to win this game. I'm avoiding McKinnon, I'm avoiding Edward Soler, and I'm avoiding Darryl Williams, too, because Darryl Williams is also questionable. Uh, Deontay Foreman for the price, I like that option. Gio Bernard for the price, I kind of like that. You know he's going to see receptions. I also really like Cam Akers this week. Cam Akers is going to stay healthy. He's only going to get stronger as he keeps running. Uh, he looked very, very good last week. He had the 40-yard reception. He had 55 yards on, on 17 carries. And Tampa Bay is not the, great, the team they were last year against the run. So I, I really like my two lock-ins at running back. As Singletary and Acre. uh, to receiver Cooper Cup leads the way $9,500. I'm avoiding that. Cup's a great player, I'm not gonna say he's not, but for that cost, you're only getting 14 points last week. Um, he's had a bit of a downswing in the back half of the year, he's only seen seven targets the last three weeks. Um, we're gonna avoid him. Devontae Adam, though, 8700 You know that he's going to be well worth the bang for your buck. Um, Seven targets, 14, 13, 7, 13, 9, 8. They don't have much else there. If they get behind, they're going to be depending on Devontae Adam. I'm dialing him up at the cost. Debo Samuel, he's had he's had a great season in terms of fantasy production. He has not gone below 10 points since November 7th at Arizona. However, the concern is how do they use him? Um, if they're going to force him as a running back, he might not be as productive this week. As a receiver, if you can get him moving and you can start trying to target Green Bay in the passing game, I love it. It's up to you, though, to decide if you like that matchup because I don't necessarily love anything about that. Mike Evans gets the Rams. Um, it's a bit of a mismatch height-wise, but you got to assume Mike Evans is going to see Jalen Ramsey dialed up. That might make Evans very touchdown-dependent here. Uh, did They did get the Rams the first game. I think Ramsey was on Godwin, he had eight catches for 106 yards. They kept him out of the out of the end zone. It was only 14 points. Uh, next guy on the list, Tariq Hill. Tariq Hill against Buffalo the first time around, he had seven catches for six, 63 yards. They targeted him 13 times. However, you also don't have Trey White in this game. Um, Hill's cheap enough. He's 8200. He might be worth a flyer. But Buffalo's been pretty good at getting pressure on the quarterback and not allowing these deep throws to beat them. Jamar Chase against the Titans. It is a matchup I do like. There are 26 in the league against that. Uh, Chase has been targeted so much lately outside of the Cleveland game. He's been over 10 targets a game for three of the last four. Jamar Chase is worth the dial-up this week against the Titans. The Bills, Stefan Diggs, 23rd. Um, Diggs obviously didn't have a huge game against the Patriots. He was shadowed by JC Jackson, a bit tougher. Um, but you look at prior to that, 14-9-13-7-13. Uh, the first game of the season against KC five targets two catches sixty-nine yards wasn't great. They're going to throw more at Stefan Diggs. I like him at the price of 7800 this week. AJ Brown is a guy I do like as well. Um the Bengals are 32nd in the league against the, against receivers. Yes, Brown had a down week the two last two weeks of the season. I'm looking at the 16 target game against the 49ers. I like AJ Brown to be worth that 7600. OBJ, another guy who very touchdown dependent. His yardage hasn't been up there, but he's been catching a ton of touchdowns. I see less of what the the Niners did and more of what the the, uh, Cardinals did this week. I think he's worth your 6500 T. Higgins, I like him any other time. I don't think I love it this week. Uh, We know they're going to go Jamar Chase. And the number two in since he's been pretty good. I like Tyler Boyd a little bit more than I like Higgins. as uh, Tennessee's got a really bad slot corner option. So I see Boyd outproducing Higgins, especially for that $600 swing. Al Lazard is 6000 I don't trust it. You never know if it's going to be him or who's going to catch it there between him and Valdez Scantling. Ayuk's worth the price, but he's been hot and cold. He's very touchdown dependent to be more than a 12-point-a-game player. Um, the last name I'm going to talk about here, a couple guys in the middle, a name I really like this week. I like Nick Westbrook-Akine. He had five targets last week, for the last game against Houston, four catches, 78 yards, a touchdown. He started to see 5, 2, 3, 7, 3, 6, 8. Julio Jones is not been the same player, but he's going to command coverage. Nick Westbrook-Akai might be that sneaky player to help put you over the top for 5,100. I really like that ability this week. On to tight ends. Uh, Travis Kelsey at the top here. Kelsey had a decent day the first game against Buffalo. He had 14 points, six catches, 57 yards, and a touchdown. Buffalo's been very good at shutting down the tight end. I don't necessarily need to run for Kelsey at 8,200. Gronkowski's the same level. The the Rams have been phenomenal against the tight end. 7,100, your top two guys, we can almost chalk those guys out. Dawson Knox, though. Knox just came off having a 20-point game. Uh, the game against Kansas City the first time, he had 19 points, 3 of 117 and a touchdown. Kansas City is 19th in the league against the tight end. I really like Dawson Knox. The ability dialed up this week. Uh, George Kittle, a bit tougher. After that monumental game against the Bengals, 13 catches, 151 and a touch. The game before that, the Seahawks, 9, 181 and two touches. He has struggled to go over 13 points. I don't see it changing the the... the especially if they get Zad Smith back with Green Bay, we can kind of avoid that cost. CJ Ozuma, very hit or miss, very touchdown dependent. Um, he's been seeing six targets a game, but that also has only been averaging to five or six fantasy points without scoring touchdowns. Um, Tennessee is number one in the league against tight end. We can bypass Ozuma. Taylor Hagby, he's a decent cost, but I don't think he's anything that's going to break your bank. The Niners was a game where they really needed people to catch the ball there. He comes up with two touchdowns. Prior to that, uh, he has not gone over ten points on FanDuel since the Tampa Bay game. Uh and we in September. Five catches, 40 yards, and a touchdown. Again, very touchdown dependent. Higby's worth your pass. Don't don't worry about him. Uh the last thing I'm really gonna touch on here, though. Uh Anthony Ferkser. He started to see an uptick in, in production here. Cincinnati is 32nd in the league against the tight end. Last two weeks for Ferkser, four or four. Four targets, four catches, 56 yards and a touch. Miami, three targets, three catches, 24 and a touch. They're utilizing him in the red zone. They're targeting him three to four times a game. He's starting to catch and get hot. I like Ferksger as a low-end option here. Guys, that'll about do it. Uh, Hopefully next week we'll get back to the two-episode-a-week standpoint. Uh, We will probably be pushing off awards until Pro Bowl week. But thank you guys for putting up with this. Thank you guys for being as patient as you have as we've dealt with the COVID issues here in the office. Shout out to our sponsors, Jeanette at the Harapy Sessions Buffalo. Uh, Charlie at Renegade Studios in St. Petersburg, Florida. Damien at the Platter Box in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. And our newest sponsor, Chicken Dippin'. Uh, our friend Kyle out of Corpus Christi, Texas. Check them out on Instagram at chicken__dippin.com for your chance to win some Chicken Dippin' as well as some hot sauce right now. But guys, until next time, thank you for listening. Uh, Hopefully, this gets you some insight. Hopefully, we can get some money in your pockets this week in Daily Fantasy. Until next time, you keep on looking for those fantasy beasts, and we'll show you exactly where to find them. Peace out, guys.